Uh, the timing person is Jamil. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Please welcome Austin. Hi. Too many things to hold on to. Hold on one second. We're doing the thing. We're doing all these things. Hi, I'm Audrey. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Audrey. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Awesome. Great. I feel very fortunate to have been asked to read um, and to respond to such a, a beautiful reading in our, um, in our literature. Um, and it, I was uh, reflecting on my experience of feeling like I was not a part of unity, which has been a chronic part of my OA story for my whole life. I am not a part of whatever rules happen in this world. I got this other set of rules to prescribe to you, and I don't know how I fit into the larger like, global context. And I had those feelings as a very small kid. Um, so when I was growing up, um, the isolation of this disease was very apparent to me. Um, and I'm kind of like now, I'm kind of, I got this like kooky on stage kind of yaya energy in my life that I'm really grateful for, but that did not exist when I was um, a child. I was super introverted and I just felt like, yeah, like you guys just had the rule book on life that I didn't get and I wasn't sure how to be a part of. And I really felt exceptionally different. So flash forward to today, it is very important for me to make any sort of different absolutely okay and celebrated when I walk into a room of recovery. I need this place to feel safe for me, and I need, it to, I need to tell the newcomer that it's a safe place to be no matter what, because this is the last stop on my line. This is the last place that I went to. And this needs to be the place I need to keep coming back to. Um, there's a tremendous amount of love in here for me. And I've just had, you know, a couple really kooky experiences with a disconnect with unity. Um, and I've played part in that, and I've had, and I've experienced treatment like that in my life. And oh man, I just, let's not replicate the trauma, you know, um, uh, for myself or for, for others. So with that said, I'll just, I'll just describe and just qualify for uh, just a couple minutes. Um, so I uh, uh, major love romance relationship with food from the age of like, uh, since I remember an age. Um, huge feelings of love, safety, family, obese childhood, um, uh, 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 always a concern from the outside world as to, wow, like, Ooh, you, you just don't look so great, and ooh, let's take you to a nutritionist, and um, those kind of feelings, um, or those kind of messages that I got inside my family. Let's eat as much as we can, let's celebrate with food, let's be Italian, let's be compulsive overeaters. Um, that's what's normal. We need to make it normal because we're addicts. It's super wacky how much we eat, but we need to make some messages about how that's okay. So that's my childhood um, today, and I know that my family would be happy to, you know, to have this information passed along. Um, all of the immediate members of my family have gone to OA. 
and that's my mom, my dad, my sister, and I. Um, and uh, some keep coming back, some don't. Um, but it is amazing to have a common ground of 12-step language and uh, to know that there's compassion for that. So, um, so okay, so what do I want to say about... Um, okay, uh, here's what I want to say. So uh, I had the pleasure of joining my first 12-step community um, 13 years ago, February 20th, um, and... Uh, and that I, I was just, um, I, we are just so lucky to have 12-step and, and uh, recovery as a possibility in, in our world, in my world. And um, I was looking at crashing and burning into um, self-oblivion at 19. And um, the olive branch of recovery was given to me at a very young age. Um, thank God. Um, when I started my first one, you betcha, I just ran into the arms of food because that's what I knew. And so within a year, I had gained 70 pounds, and the next year, I had gained another 30 on top of that. And by age 24, I was looking at 300 pounds, and I'm 5'3". Um, and I didn't know how to be safe in this body without just stuffing it down. So um, I knew lots of folks who were in OA. It was like... Like, ah, <laughs> I will, I, you know, I really honestly had the thought, I will never go there. I, I will never go there. I don't know how I could live without this thing. And here's the funny thing that happens with me is that, you know, there's this apex that happens when, um, when you crash and burn, right? Um, I think, God, I've done enough. You know, like, I've struggled through enough. I've been through enough life. This is all I can handle. I cannot possibly do another 12-step program. I cannot possibly look at the thing that has been saving my life and my solution for as long as I can imagine. How can I live with this? But then, ooh, here comes the curveball for me at age 24, 300 pounds, blood sugar going crazy, blood pressure going crazy, can't walk up steps, knees going out, and just devastated with my own self-confidence. And here's what happens at that age. I can't live with it, and I can't live without it. I don't know what to do. I can't continue the same way, and I can't imagine giving it up. So what I was given when I walked into my first OA meeting was a keep coming back. And I needed that keep coming back for a year because I didn't start working a program. I wasn't ready to start letting go of the food. I ate compulsively for a year while in meetings. And I would come in right after a binge and sit in these chairs and listen, and people would say, I fucking love you. And um, keep coming back. And that's the kind of message that saved my life. So it's really important for me to say, like, ooh, you weighing a measure in your food? Ooh, you doing this, you doing that? Oh, are you weighing months, once a month or not? It, uh, do you have anorexia as a part of your history? Oh, you're underweight, you're overweight. It doesn't matter. Like, this is truly a life or death program for me. And so get, I had this first sponsor, her name was Joy, and I loved her. I just loved her. And I remember calling her up, 
and just saying, I don't know if I can do this. And she said, Audrey, can you do it for 24 hours? You know, I was like so scared, just so scared for even 24 hours just to, just to do this thing. And she said, I will, you can call me as many times as you want. I do not care. Um, uh, and um, I just, oh, it was like this moment of clarity in my dingy little college apartment with my horrible ground, brown carpet. and <laughs> It was just this like, nasty little place I was living. And it's one of my most beautiful memories because I remember just sitting on that little tiny couch that I had in my dingy apartment and feeling a lightness of hope and possibility that I had never felt before. And I think every single person who struggles with this disease deserves that hope that we can actually take a leap of faith and something different can happen. Because, we back our, because I back myself into this corner of I cannot be helped. I cannot be helped. It cannot change. I've done all these mistakes. I'm so ashamed of myself. I, I, I can't. I can't. Right? And, um, and I just needed somebody who had been in that same exact position to say, you can. I'll be with you. There is a bigger source in this world that's taking care of me and that absolutely is taking care of you. Um, and literally, when that moment of surrender happened, I mean, I was just like propelled into this like unexpected world of recovery. Um, so I've uh, um, had the great pleasure of having that experience four times with different things over the course of the year, years. Um, you know, just different behaviors, um, uh, personal behaviors, smoking, I mean, like, you know, drinking, just all sorts of stuff. It still works. Um, I had been through, and this is, um, how am I doing on time? Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. So I'll, I'll, um, I want to share this story about um, what my experience has been. Um, I started OA in December of 2004. Yeah, so wow, yeah, so nine years. So, um, so I want to speak a little bit about what has happened since that moment of just the domino of, of getting into recovery. Um, sometimes I think after working the 12 steps that perfection needs to be a part of my image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that like life doesn't happen, right? Like to people in recovery. Yeah. That like I never will make a mistake again or whatever. You know, I, I think, I think that, yeah. Yeah. Um, perfection is not, um, I'm totally kind of halfway stealing this um, perfection is not a tool of recovery. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> or another one that I, that I like, figuring it out is not a tool of recovery. Figuring it out. No, that's not a tool. <laughs> um, so I had a moment of crisis when I was 28. And um, I had uh, lost a lot of weight. Um, I was, you know, coming to meetings all the time, sponsoring women, doing workshops in recovery. Um, I was married. I met my partner when I was um, 19, and we had been together that entire time. 
and I was dealing with some major sexual orientation identity issues. Major, major, major. The weight had come off. People were looking at me. There was a whole other side of things that were getting triggered with that. Um, I had never had that kind of energy in my life before. Very scary, threatening, everything. Um, and my addict started acting out in different ways. But what this has to do with my OA program is that many of my OA friends saw me struggling with that. I lived in Indiana at the time, and um, they just, you know, were so supportive, but I felt so ashamed that I was dealing with such deep issues. Um, and then I had been in recovery for a while, and I thought that I was supposed to have that figured out by now. <laughs> yeah, like I really, really legit thought, you know, that life and its complexity would be taken care of. And, and really what I found is that life happens in a beautiful way that keeps unfolding, and I am still an addict, and I still sometimes get triggered, and I still sometimes make mistakes, but I need to keep coming back even if I'm making mistakes. And boy, did those mistakes happen, and boy, did I have just an abundant amount of um, support with that. There were a couple folks that definitely showed up on four-step, 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 like every single time during that time. Part of it was because of my own, you know, fears and projected things about myself. But I think it's also important to mention for those struggling compulsive overeaters like I have been and, um, and continue to approach those struggling moments in my life. Um, I think it's important to um, just do the same newcomer open-armed thing for our long-term folks who are going through really painful parts in their life. Because relapse is a very short step away for this addict lady. And I want to stay in the middle of the lifeboat. I do not want to experiment anymore. I've done a ton of experimenting, and I just, that it's just a devastating snowball place for me to go. Um, and so um, the keep coming back, and the I continue to learn, and I have had relapses in program, and keep coming back, and I'm still loved, and yes, I will love you if you've made a mistake like that, or if that's been a part of your history. I mean, let's just like stay in the lifeboat with one another, you know? Um, and that's just, that's just been my experience. Um, I feel like I am the absolute luckiest person in the world to know such loving people. This is just one of the most special places that I've ever had the privilege of, of being in. And I get to keep coming back. Um, and, you know, I'm not dying of obesity, alcoholism, or dangerous self-choices today. Holy shit, you know? Like, and um, one time my sister said, I just didn't even think you'd make it to 30, and I'm 31. So, you know, um, that's really fantastic. So anyway, my time's up. I really am so grateful for the opportunity to share, and I'm excited to see what people have to say and the fun day ahead of us. Okay, the second reading is from the OA pamphlet.
my show and tell. Uh, the 12 Traditions, 12, oh, let's see what it's called. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, this reading is also known as the long form of Tradition 1. Will Chris please come up and read this for us? Second reading, Tradition 1. Can everybody hear your 